Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we glorify your name. We bow our heads and we lift up our hearts. We come to the communion table soberly, seriously, but yet with joy and happiness. You brought us to this day, to this evening, by your predestination. We lift up our hands and our hearts. We look into one another's faces. Oh, for the grace of Almighty God. For the blood that dripped down upon our lives and changed us. We pray that the atmosphere would be right for communion tonight. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. Wash us in the blood of Jesus. As the scripture says, tarry, wait, have patience with one another. Communion is the showdown time. There's no reason why every believer cannot be ready for the rapture. After a night like tonight, in consecration, in waiting, in repentance, in your Holy Spirit coming to us. Prepare us, Father, for the breaking of the bread. And Brother Thomas, he would come, but I pray the Holy Spirit would cause it to be a spiritual communion throughout this service that we would hear your voice and speak back to you. And when we take the bread and the wine, that it would, Lord Jesus, may tonight be the night of healing, deliverance, strength, and power for the people. In Jesus' name we come, Lord. Submitting ourselves to one another and to you. Humbling ourselves to one another and to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Together on this uh, communion service. Just going to take about 30 minutes or so. And the word is our time. And then look forward to this evening. I know for some it's their first communion service as a believer. And for some are visiting. But for you that have been for many years or that it would just mean something deep. It's nice to see all of our Chinese believers. East and West has met again. And uh, we just thank the Lord for that. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 11. is a uh, communion scripture. So it's been a little while. So why don't we read this uh, scripture. Before we have our seats together. The whole service is going to be in preparation for the communion. Foot washing. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. Paul said, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Remember. The Lord Jesus, after the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. 
This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. This is why we're having these few minutes before the communion service. Let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. You're encouraged to take communion tonight. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body for this cause. Or because people take communion, not discerning the Lord's body, which is his people. Many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry, have patience, wait one for another. For if any man hunger, let him eat at home that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. God bless you. You can have your seats up. Wonder if we could turn to uh, Revelations 22. Revelations 22. We welcome everyone tonight and just trust your spirit will be settled into his presence. That your body would be healed. That your spirit would be healed and your soul would receive. Tonight we want to speak on the bride's communion. The bride's communion, just a few minutes before we go to the communion table. Revelations 22, verse 14. This is the last chapter of the Bible. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life. And may enter in through the gates into the city, for without or on the outside are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Verse 17, as I wanted to bring your attention to this verse, and the spirit and the bride say, come. This is the bride's communion. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. May God bless his word to our hearts. We were listening to the messages communion
uh, preparing uh, for tonight's service that Brother Branham spoke. Actually, we were listening to one on the way to the service. And Brother Branham, speaking about communion, says commune means to talk to. And he said, God talks back to you. I like that. So communion isn't just us talking. It's not just us talking to him. God talks back to you. And he said, oftentimes we do a lot of talking. But we don't wait long enough and listen to him talking back to us. So tonight as we come to the communion table, I was thinking about communion with Almighty God. And this relationship and fellowship and the oneness. It brings a a relationship of harmony and union back to us. But also tonight, it speaks of the showdown. We only have just a couple minutes before we go to, it speaks of the showdown. It's kind of amazing how many people shirk away from the communion service. It's kind of like they don't want to come or over the years I've noticed even people, they get nervous around the communion service, but communion is the showdown. It's a place of the judgment seat. It's a place where there's a separation from the world where you identify, I am a Christian. And I'm not ashamed to be identified with believers. I'm going to come. I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to consecrate myself and have communion with God. This is the showdown. And I'll say it again. There's no reason why any believer should not abstain from communion. Believers take communion. If we're not able, I was thinking of this yesterday, if a person is not able to make things right and be honest with the Lord and with one another down here on earth, how can they honestly say they're a Christian? So tonight we come humbly because we realize the Lord only gave us three ordinances. And the first is baptism. Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then communion is the second. And then foot washing. Isn't it amazing? God has asked so little of us. Is that amazing? God has only asked us to be baptized, have communion and foot washing in our, in the ordinances back to Him. So God has not asked a lot of us, but yet he's asked for everything. I was thinking about this question, what does this mean to have communion? Is it just an evening where a group of people take elements that represent the life of Jesus in remembrance? We take the wine, we take the bread, we have foot washing and take a basin and wash one another's feet. Is that all communion is? No, for the bride, the bride's communion is a daily walk. It's relationship with Jesus Christ. When we speak about the bride's communion and friends, we don't know if this is our last one. For the bride of Jesus Christ, communion is a lifestyle. It's to be back and forth. With Jesus, it's communing back and forth. 
It's not one-sided. It's not a blog. It's not a one-way conversation. It's not a text. It's not an email. It's face-to-face. It's living. Communion is living. A person that's been baptized in water. I'm going to answer some questions just in a few moments about communion. A person that's been baptized in water, filled with the Holy Ghost, and has been born again by the Spirit of God and walking in the revealed word for their age, communion is for you. It's not a one-time occasion. Neither is it just once a week. Or someone might take it once a month. We're speaking about communion. It's more than just something twice a year or once a year. It's every day. It's all day. It's all night where God is communing. He wants to speak back to us. And how many tonight in this communion service would say, Lord, I give you my body. I give you my spirit. I give you my soul. Communion is for our whole being. And just think about this tonight. The king of glory desires your communion. God of heaven invited you into this relationship. As we read in Revelations 22, the spirit and the bride says, come. It's not get away and find a reason not to. Communion is an encouragement to let's make things right. Let's come together as a body. Sweet communion is Jesus is your friend. He's not condemning you. He's for you. As it's been spoken many times, fellowship is two fellows in a ship. It's Jesus and you. So come tonight and join him. In this communion, this harmony that exists between, uh, it, it existed between the Father and the Son exists between Christ and the body. It's not like a lot of things today that there's a lot of fighting and, and sh- uh, trouble and anger in the family or in, in a relationship. That's not communion with Christ. It ought not to be that way tonight. We're we're not of our denominational or worldly background. And I pray the Lord would set us free tonight. We This is the bride's communion. I want to say to encourage every person. The love of God has not diminished. Just because as your time has gone on in your life and baggage is collected and hurts are accumulated and you see things and you hear things and things go on in your life. But God's love has not diminished. Oh, if we could just approach him tonight and receive this love, not with our heads all in condemnation, but God's love is still for you. And I want to say this tonight, the blood has not lost any of its power. From the very moment that he was stricken on his back till this very moment in time, his blood and his healing, his salvation, salvation is still free. People want to put a price on it. They want to put a restriction on it, but it's still free. We believe that tonight. Healing virtues are still available. Tonight in the taking of the communion, you can be healed right in your seat. It's already done. 
It is finished means if he, Jesus was right in this room tonight, partaking and com- breaking the bread with us physically. He couldn't do it more for you than what he's already done. He would be pointing us back to a finished work. But he would be looking into your face saying, do you believe? Do you trust me? Let there be some communion tonight. Uh, Brother Branham said in the communion messages that it's not like coming to a service and hearing a preacher. He said, you don't have a lot of response back, but let's let our communion services be different. Where the word can be God talking to us and us responding back. It's a love affair. And, and his keeping power is still for eternity. There's not an issue. There's not a person that God is going to fail on. He's able to keep you, as we heard this morning, to maintain your lot. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil cheapen the value of communion. Just soak it all in tonight. I really wonder sometimes if we know. What's happening right around us? As the little lady and greater than Solomon in Tucson, Brother Branham talked about the little woman in Louisville that had a little baby and she was going around the store and the little baby was about two years old and she had him in her arms and she'd pick up little things and say, Honey, look at this and look at this. And the little kid would just sit and stare. She'd walk over to something else and say, darling, look at this, look at this. And the people in the store begin to watch her and she began to get hysterical. She picked up a little rattle, which ought to attract a little boy like that, a little rattle and said, look, honey, look, 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 darling. And the little boy just stared and she fell over the counters And the people come over to her and picked her up and find out what was the matter. She said, my little boy, he's just staring into space. Said, I took him to the doctor and the doctor says he's better. But the things that should attract a little boy like him doesn't attract him anymore. He just seems to be blind to it. And Brother Branham turns immediately to the church and he says, that's something like the church today. God has shook every kind of gift before the church that he promised to shake. And still we stare in space. And I thought, God, not on this communion night. Don't let us stare at the cross and still be unmoved. Staring at miracles, staring at people right in this building. That in the last few months, God has literally tore out of the hands of Satan as a trophy. Let us not just stare at that and look at that with no response. Let there be something out of our being say, how great is our God. He is mighty. He is good. And I thought, Lord, help us at Cloverdale Bible Way to have a real bride's communion. And that's the reason in Solomon's day why the people believed him. And Brother Branham talked about Solomon and how they loved him with one heart and with one accord. And no wonder the message uh, went everywhere. Because they loved the word. They received the word. They humbled themselves. God help us tonight to humble ourselves. 
in your presence. Oh, it's so amazing how God can just shower out gifts and shower out his presence and then some still miss it. Just in one service in in Spokane, Brother Branham said, I knew every meeting you have people that drift in from everywhere on an open meeting like this. And there's been people who's attended that's been critical. I can feel it. And oh, it just tears you to pieces. And then there's been some of the sweetest, humblest people I've ever met in my life. And then he just says, I'm not sure, but I believe one woman last night crossed the line. Between grace and mercy. This shook up a prophet. I believe last night. This is July the 15th. July the 14th. A lady crossed the line. In a service. He said, I seen her standing before me. Been praying for her each night. And there she was standing there, darkness going around and around her. And no matter what she tries to do, it's over. I thought, God, don't ever let one of us cross that line. Shout it out. Scream it out. Shake something. God, help us not to be critical. In the seat of the scornful. Somebody crossed the line last night and it trembled him. And then the darkness going around and no matter what she tries to do, it's over. So this morning, a little after daybreak, I saw her. I'd been praying and I thought, how could the woman think those kind of thoughts? But I couldn't help it. And so you think like that, he said. He he said, I wonder if there's something I did or the way or maybe. He said, but I can't baby anything. You mustn't do that. That's wrong. You must tell the truth. The truth is always right. How many would say that's the truth? The truth is always right. So Lord, let your truth be in my heart. Just going to answer some questions right now that three questions that might be on someone's heart tonight. Someone may ask the question, what if I'm out of fellowship? Can I take communion? What if I am out of fellowship? I just have a, a simple answer for you. Come back into fellowship. Say, I'm here tonight or I'm streaming the service. What if I'm out of fellowship in this great communion time? The answer is come back into fellowship. Is that okay? Question number two. What if I feel unworthy? How many's ever felt unworthy? We all feel unworthy. About how little I felt when Brother Tom asked us to take the service a few days ago. I just, I just cringe. To speak a few minutes before the communion. Lord, we don't want to be a distraction. We, we don't want to hinder someone. I, I just begin to cancel appointments. I begin to say no to certain obligations. I begin to let our family know. The question that comes up, what if I feel unworthy? I want to answer back to your heart tonight. He's the only one that has made you worthy. 
come under His blood tonight. Come under His acceptance. By receiving His covenant, say yes to His sacrifice. Friends, this is not complicated. You say, I feel unworthy. I feel like I'm not worthy. He's the only one that can make you worthy. As we heard, I don't know if it was Brother James from Uganda or another brother recently said, just stop trying to please everybody. You're not here to make everybody happy. It'll, it'll cause your mind to go crazy. We need to make one person happy, and that's the Lord Jesus. And I'll say this right behind that. And those that are spiritual, that love the Lord Jesus, will have grace with you and patience as they see your love to Him. We are still a family, and we still see one another's hinder parts. He's the only one that can make us worthy. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, all of us would be lost. There's no big eyes and little use. And last question. Should I abstain from communion? Or should I not take communion? This is a question that goes through some people's hearts. And that's why some aren't even here tonight. They don't want to face it. They don't want to be embarrassed. Some sitting here might even be asking the question. Should I abstain from communion? I want to say this tonight. Only if you are living in open sin and do not desire to repent and go on with God, then don't take communion. Tonight, if you're in this service and you are living in open sin and you have no desire to repent and no desire to turn to God, don't take communion. But I want to turn it around for most of you and I hope all of you. The reason that we have communion is what we read out of the scripture. Take and eat and drink of this cup. Communion is for the believer. Take communion tonight. How long do I got to wait? Who do I got to repent to? Right where you're at. You can make things right with God. Take communion. Then if it involves someone else, you go to them this week. Don't delay. That's a sign of a person that is having true communion. Let's go to Revelations 22 now, verse 17. Because now our time has come down to the communion table. I had two other thoughts on our heart, but we're going to have to move that to another service. Revelations 22, verse 17. The bride's communion. Revelations 22, 17. And the Spirit, it's capital Spirit, Holy Spirit, and the bride say... Let's say it out loud. The Spirit and the bride say... And let him that heareth say... And let him that is a thirst, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. We encourage you tonight to come. This is the bride's invitation. Come eat of this bread. Not just the broken bread or a symbol of his brokenness, but eat of this bread of a broken life and be happy in doing it. 
It's a privilege to serve our God. Even in the midst of the pain, the suffering, the persecution, it is a privilege to serve Jesus Christ. In good times or in bad, eat of this bread. And lastly, come, drink of this cup. Take this wine, and not just a cup of natural wine only, but drink of this cup of His Spirit. Drink of His presence. Just right now, soak in communion. Drink of His life. Drink of His nature. Drink of His eternal life. And it doesn't stop after tonight. The bride's communion is for eternity. And I think that's, I think we're fine. Are you ready for communion? I will just take it to another service, but a greater than Solomon is here. He's the lovely Lord Jesus that has greater wisdom than Solomon in the Old Testament. From a man that backslid and, and, and failed to go on now in the New Testament, a greater than Solomon is here. That knows the secrets of the hearts. And I had many quotes to share and things that we could say in discernment. Brother Branham would go right through the audience or in the prayer line. He knows the secrets of our hearts tonight. Do we know that? He is our counselor. He's our comforter. Well, there's a lot that can be said. And maybe the next service will speak on our counselor. And how much that means as we walk through life. And there's many questions, even in the last two weeks. Down in the south, there was a young 16-year-old young lady. On a Sunday night, she sang a special. And on Wednesday, she drove her car out into a highway and was killed. And by Friday, she's buried in the ground. I thought, my, from a Sunday to a Friday, she sang a special. She was helping in the young, in the Sunday school. She, she had a life. And just in a few days, it was gone. Many questions. A person would say, why, or why so young, or why did this happen in life? Our Lord Jesus is our counselor. And even in this past week, and even on Wednesday, another believer, young man, went to his reward. Friends, it's whether you're young or whether you're old, the Lord knows everything. He's in control. Let's have communion with a person that knows everything. Let's take communion tonight with our lovely... Lord Jesus, let's pray. Oh God. Oh, what blessed sweet communion. To call you our friend. To call you our redeemer. We think about your love and we think about how deep the Father's love for us. How fathomless our minds can't even go into the places it ought to to understand the grace and mercy and the forgiveness of God. Lord, the scripture says to tarry and wait on one another. Men and women have come tonight. Children, young people, older ones, middle-aged are asking for communion. We're asking as the bread is broken, your body, and as the blood, as the wine is taken, a symbol of your blood, 
We want to drink all of it, Lord. As the little cup is passed to us tonight and we take it all down, it's not always just laughing and goofing. And Lord, there's some weeping that goes with this cross. There's heaviness as as we know even Jesus in the upper chamber and in the garden that night. And as you walked up those stairs, it's not always easy. But tonight we've had a real good example of you that have gone before us. And we want to drink all of that cup. We want to take that broken bread. We pray that you'd sanctify our hearts. May there not be one person take this communion tonight unworthily. Not discerning the body of the Lord. But as we're just waiting and calming our hearts now. May the Holy Spirit come to every believer. May tonight's service mean something great and deep. May you come into hearts and come into lives and to bodies that have sicknesses or illnesses. May they leave their bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. May that demon and devil that has been hard for a doctor to find, but that spirit that has tried to hide behind some circumstance or some situation but the Holy Spirit is here to set free and deliver may lives be filled with the Holy Spirit Lord we don't exactly need to run around the room but we do want you to move within our lives oh God this is the showdown this is your moments of sacred sands that we're walking out with one another realizing our flesh is fragile and our it is weak But your grace is sufficient. Your strength is sufficient. You that know the future, know the past, and know the present. We stand to our feet now in your presence. And want to allow the next few minutes to be filled with your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand to our feet. In Jesus' name, we press on, and we'll turn the service to our brother Tom Ray to lead us in communion. Amen. Somebody help me out. In Jesus' name, we press on.